listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. So I had a realization this week after someone had asked me a question privately that we have talked a lot about the different ways that we see and hear from God, but we have not talked much about the interpretation of what we see and hear from God and how to go about that. And I just wanted to bring that up in this episode because it is very important We can get lots of visions and things from God, but if we don't take the time to process with the Holy Spirit what they mean, then we're just getting a lot of random information and we're not actually gleaning the full word. So sometimes God speaks in metaphors and pictures and things that are not literal or straightforward, and it does take a little bit of interpretation. This is the case with dreams. It can take a lot to interpret a dream unless it is a literal dream, which we've talked about on prior podcast episodes. But even visions sometimes need some interpretation. So let me give an example. Sometimes when God gives me a prophetic word for another person, he will give me a picture. And sometimes that picture is very straightforward, and I know exactly what God's saying just from what I'm seeing. But other times, it's not so clear. Other times, I have to seek God and say, okay, Lord, what are you saying with this? What do you want me to tell them? What does this mean? And then he will give me more information. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying If you are ever giving a prophetic word to another person, maybe God showed you something for them. Maybe you had a vision or a a flash of a picture and you wanted to tell them. Do not add interpretation to what you saw unless God specifically told you what it means. Unless you know in your spirit immediately what that means or God says what that means, And make sure that you have a revelation of it at the same time. Do not try to interpret something that was not given by the Lord. Sometimes the word is right on, but in our interpretation of it, we actually get away from what God was saying because we get into our own thinking about it instead of relying on the Holy Spirit to process what we have seen. Sometimes all that person needs is the vision that you said. It might have specific meaning to them. And if you don't have a clear revelation from the Lord about it, if you try to add to that interpretation from your own mental processing, it could actually detract from the word that God was intending to give that person. Because they might have known what it meant and maybe you processed it differently because you did not actually interpret it through the Holy Spirit. So let me give some examples of some things that God has shown me and then what he explained through it. So at one point, 
I had been praying to God and asking what he wanted me to see about a particular situation. And what I saw was a building that was basically a boring box-shaped building. And it, it wasn't really on any solid ground. And all of a sudden, it was like there was an explosion out of the bottom of the building. And I saw it happen. And then I heard the voice of the Lord say, the bottom is about to fall out. And I was like, whoa, okay, thanks. Yay, Lord, okay. Because this was a warfare situation. So he spoke this to me and I was like, okay, God, what, what do I need to do? Is there anything that I need to do? And he said, just stand back and watch the showdown. Now, in some ways that vision was very clear. But God also spoke to me very clearly about it. And because he spoke to me very clearly about it, I knew exactly what to say. I knew exactly what it meant. I wasn't giving that word to someone else, but I knew exactly what it meant. And I wasn't afraid to ask God for more information. Sometimes we get some information, but then we make an assumption. I needed to know when I got that information if there was anything that I needed to do for that. To make that happen in the process of it, after the fact, I needed to know. And God said, just stand back and watch the showdown. So how do we go about this process of interpreting? I'm going to go into some biblical truth and just root this in the Bible so that you can see that actually this process is totally biblical. Jeremiah is one of the well-known prophets that has an entire book in the Bible. So we see in Jeremiah 1 verses 11 through 14, we see this process happen. Jeremiah sees something and then God helps him interpret it. So I'm going to just read those verses to you. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. Now some other translations say, You have seen correctly. It means that I am watching over my word to see that it is fulfilled or to perform it. So God actually responds to him. He says what he saw, and then God tells him, You've seen well, and this is what it means. Then in verse 13, we see, The word of the Lord came to me a second time, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north disaster shall be let loose upon all the inhabitants of the land. So again, we see this specific way of interpretation. We see Jeremiah sees a vision, and then God speaks about what that vision means. So sometimes this can be the same way with words, like God can speak a word. He can give you a word. Maybe it's one word. You might not know what that means. It might be one word for a person that might have a specific meaning to them. Sometimes if you're giving a word to another person, like God's brought something up for you or put something on your heart for that person, there might not be any interpretation added to it. Maybe they have a favorite flower or there's a flower that has very specific meaning to them because say it was their mother's favorite flower. Maybe they just lost their mother. 
and the Lord tells you that flower. And if you try to interpret that with anything else, it wouldn't be as meaningful. But if you go to that person and you say, God told me to tell you that I saw this when I looked at you and you just named the flower. Well, in that moment, that will be so meaningful to them. They will know that the Lord is with them comforting their heart because you just said the name of their mother's favorite flower and their mother just passed away. So that would be a very sweet way for God to comfort their heart. And they would probably tell you that. But in that, if you had tried to add anything to it, well, this is what this flower means to me and this and that, you actually would have weakened the interpretation of what that vision or word meant to that person. Whereas in another instance, that person might not have a clue what that flower means. That might mean something more to you or God just might be speaking something through it. And when he shows you, then revelation comes. And sometimes we have to press a little bit harder for revelation to come. And we have to ask, God, what does this mean? God has shown me things before and I've had to say, okay, what are you saying through that, Lord? What do you want me to tell them? What are you speaking through this vision that you've just given me? And sometimes I will just feel it like a rush in my spirit and I'll just know what it is. And other times he'll speak very clearly like he did with that one vision. And he said the bottom's about to fall out. Or in this instance, in Jeremiah, he spoke very plainly to Jeremiah and he said, you've seen correctly, I'm watching over my word to see that it will be fulfilled. That's what this means. So we see the biblical reference. I just want to go into some practical examples because sometimes you just run into some practical moments where you need to know what to say or how to speak it. So I want you to always lean on the side of caution if you're giving a prophetic word to someone else or even even if you've gotten a word for yourself but you're not sure what it means. Always go to the Holy Spirit. Do not just hop on Google to look things up. The first place you should look for revelation, if you are not hearing directly from God, is the Bible. So you can look up symbols in the Bible. This goes for dreams. This goes for visions. Maybe a word that you were given, it goes for those too, okay? Maybe there's just a specific name or a specific word, and you want to look that up in the Bible first. So here's an example of that. I had a dream recently that a friend gave me a chocolate bar. And in the dream, we had been talking about prophetic intercession and prayer and moves of God. And he gave me a chocolate bar. And the chocolate bar was filled with almond paste and cherry. So it was very tasty, but that also was a detail that stood out to me in the dream. Now, interestingly... That particular friend reached out to me the next morning. I woke up to write this dream down, knowing that that chocolate bar was a gift from this friend. But before I could even write the dream down, they had already sent me a message. And I went, huh, that's interesting. I'm going to record the dream and then I will look at the message. So I recorded my dream. I looked at the message and they had sent me a message of encouragement, basically confirming a word that God had given me months before encouraging me that God was speaking the same thing to other people now. 
So that was super sweet. That was a special gift. And the night before, God had reminded me of that word. And then my friend came in and gave me that little, not little gift, that sweet gift of confirming that word and reminding me of that word that God had given me. But I knew that these details about almond and cherry were specific, and that was for a specific reason. So I knew that almonds existed in the Bible. So I looked it up, and of course, what comes up? But this verse in Jeremiah where God says, you have seen correctly, it means that I am watching over my word to see that it is fulfilled because Jeremiah had seen an almond branch And almond branches spoke of new life, but the sound in Hebrew of the word almond actually is similar to watching or watching over something. So God actually had used sort of a play on words in that to speak to Jeremiah. And then the Holy Spirit of God witnessed to Jeremiah and spoke to him about what that meant and interpreted it for him. It gave him a revelation of what that meant. So I knew as soon as I read that verse that that was what God wanted to speak to me because there was something that I was contending for. There was a word he had given me. It related to a specific thing. That confirmation came with that. And in that, God was saying, I'm watching over my word to see that it will be fulfilled. You do not have to worry. Just trust me and stand on my word. So that was a sweet example But I had to pull that up in the Bible and just double check. I'm like, I know almond branches are in the Bible. Let's look at the examples of these coming up. Another example in the Bible where an almond branch was, was actually the Lord had Aaron, who was a named priest, and some other people put their staffs in the tabernacle overnight so that he could prove that Aaron was the true priest and the others did not have the same authority. And when they came back the next day, the other staffs looked the same, but Aaron's staff had sprouted blossoms and branches, almond branches and blossoms, which just showed that life was coming out of his staff because God vindicated him and proved him. So there are all sorts of beautiful meanings of almond in the Bible, And when I looked that up in the Bible, I was able to find these references in the Bible. So if you do need extra help, the first place you need to go is the Bible. Secondly, if it's a personal word for you, God usually uses things that have special meaning to us. So I would process what does that mean to me? You know, Four-leaf clovers have a very specific meaning to me. There's something that God has spoken to me through for a long time, and God knows what they mean to me. So if God does something with that, I know exactly what he's saying. But when you are dealing with a prophetic word for another person, I would err on the caution of not interpreting if there's not an interpretation given. Just deliver the word and trust that God will speak to them through it. Even if you don't fully understand it, the Spirit of God does, and something in them will resonate with it. You do not want to add to it. Now, if you do feel or feel pressed to dig a little deeper, again, go to the Bible first. When interpreting for another person, especially if you've been given a word for someone, don't try to add your own interpretations to it. Stick with biblical ideas 
and ask them questions to help them interpret something themselves if they've had a dream or something that they've come to you for. And you know what? If you've gotten a prophetic word, it's okay to ask questions too. But it's also okay to deliver that without an interpretation. If they don't understand it, they can express that to you and you can both seek the Lord more clearly. But always wait until the Holy Spirit bears witness with an interpretation. Do not just go forward with an interpretation. What do I mean by the Holy Spirit bearing witness? So when I looked up almonds in the Bible, I knew immediately when I saw that verse in Jeremiah that that was what God was speaking to me. Why did I know that? I felt the Holy Spirit witness. In that sense, I felt a quickening in my spirit. I felt peace and confirmation in my spirit immediately. My spirit, the Holy Spirit in me, resonated with that word immediately. I also have been praying that specific verse that God is watching over his word to see that it is fulfilled in my life. So sometimes I pray that. So that word was already in my heart and God knew that and he was confirming it to me. So an example of this playing out. Sometimes you might get a vision for someone that is a little odd and you might need to explain it a little bit. So An example, a friend of mine got a word for someone the other day. It was very powerful. But some of the visuals that the Lord used to give this person the word were things that made sense to that person. But if they were explained wrong, could potentially have felt offensive to the person receiving the word. But the word from God was not an offensive word. In fact, it was a very sweet word. God was telling the person that they were precious to him, that they were cherished by him, that he loved them. He just used this very unique example to do that. And that friend was processing with me how to deliver that word without offending that person. And, you know, this is the way I would go about it. So let's say that's a word that I got for someone. And I know that if I just come right out and say, oh, it's this and this, I saw this and this. They're probably going to be like, what? So I need to be clear. What is God saying through that? That's the first thing. God, what are you saying through this? Because here's another thing. Not every word that you are given, not every vision you are given, not every dream you are given is meant to be spoken to a person. Some things are for intercession. And Generally, you're not going to get a cautionary word that you're actually going to give someone. There are rare occasions when people get a word of warning for another person. Usually, I would say stay away from that unless that person is very close to you and they will not take it badly. One, or you know that you know that you know that God said you need to deliver this to them. Otherwise, I would generally say stick to words of encouragement and edification And leave the corrective words to prophets who've been studying and working and God has actually put in that office under that mantle to deliver hard things. Most prophetic words are going to be for edification. So that does not mean that God will not show you things that people are struggling with. But just because God showed you doesn't mean you're supposed to speak it. A lot of the time, 
The things that he shows you might just be for intercession. For example, maybe God shows you that someone's struggling with pride. That doesn't mean that you go to that person and say, hey, God told me that you're struggling with pride issues. That person's probably not going to receive that. But what you can do is intercede for them and say, God, I speak a humble heart into this person. I decree and declare that you, God, are taking their heart of stone and you are giving them a new heart, a tender and responsive heart to you, God, and the things of you, God. So there are ways that you are supposed to move with words and delivering a word that points at someone's sin is not the way to go. In fact, even when we have corrective words, God never speaks something to condemn people. He always speaks something to bring conviction that will bring godly and healthy change. So if there is no hope in a word that you feel that you're supposed to deliver, don't deliver it. Just don't. That is not from God. Because when God brings correction and even rebuke, he also brings a way to make it right and he brings conviction. An example would be when he sent Jonah to Nineveh. He sent Jonah with a message to Nineveh that if they did not change their ways, God was going to destroy them. But God said, I'm telling you, so you have the option of repentance. And Nineveh repented and they were saved. So there is always a way out. There is always hope. There is always healthy conviction if there is a corrective word. So I'm just throwing that out there. Now back to this example, this really sweet word that was shown in a kind of strange way. So if I am shown something and I'm like, that feels kind of rough, Lord, like that could come out kind of rough. Uh, what do you want me to say to this person? Uh, first, I will ask God, what are you trying to say with this word? What are you showing me? Is this uh, something about someone or something that's precious to them? Is this about them being precious to you? What does this mean? So I would start with that. I would start with just asking, what are you trying to say through this? Two, okay, God, how do you want me to tell this person that? What is the best way to deliver this? Because sometimes you do have a strange vision and it's okay to tell the person, God showed this to me in a kind of strange way, but this is what he told me he's speaking through it. You know, so maybe the vision in and of itself could have been offensive if it wasn't explained, but God said, no, I'm speaking. You are precious to me. You are my sweet and precious child. I love you more than I could ever explain. That is a great word. No matter what God used to show you, that is a great word. And that does require some interpretation. So if you've seen something that comes across as, I don't know if I can deliver this without it being taken wrong or offensively, just ask God. God is faithful to tell you what you need to know to tell that person. Once I got a word for someone that they were on the precipice, but you know what precipice means? <laughs> precipice means the edge of a cliff. That's a pretty intense word. But I was like, Lord, I can't tell them that. Like, I can't tell them they're on the edge of a cliff. I'm like, what do you really want to speak to them through this? And honestly, I can't even remember the exact revelation that God gave me for that word because this was many months ago. 
But what I do know is that when I asked God, he showed me that even though it seemed daunting and they could see the edge, he was giving them a way across. So even though it seemed like they were at the edge of this thing and it was so daunting, he was giving them a way across. So I couldn't have just stopped and said, God says that you're at the precipice. It needed more interpretation. I needed to seek the Lord more in that. So I hope that this was helpful to at least get your toes wet, get your feet wet into the interpretation process. I want to encourage you, again, that if you don't have a direct revelation from the Holy Spirit, if he does not speak an interpretation to you directly, don't try to create one. You really want the Lord to reveal it. So if you're giving a word to someone else, do not add to what God has told you or shown you. Don't add to the word of the Lord. Just give the word of the Lord. If it's in your own life, Resist the urge to add to the interpretation if God has not told you specifically or if the Holy Spirit in you does not bear witness to it. Just take a moment and allow God to reveal it to you over time. Sometimes God does not give us the interpretation of something immediately. I've talked about a few places that are safe to go so you can go into the Bible. That, of course, is safe to look for interpretation. But even there, even in the Bible, what you read needs to bear witness because things in the Bible are going to be different in different verses. And maybe that's not exactly what God's speaking to you. You know, God had shown me 1111 over and over again for months in 2021, the end of 2021. Yes, the end of 2021. I was going to say end the beginning of 2022, but actually he gave me the interpretation a few months into this in 2021. So 1111 can mean a lot of different things. In fact, it can mean transition. It can mean a really difficult period. It can relate to difficulties with Jezebel. But where there is a negative interpretation for something, there's also a positive one. And God will use numbers in a whole bunch of different ways Numbers do have biblical meaning. Now, please do not start Googling numbers or numerology. That is New Age stuff. It is not biblical. But God does speak through numbers. And there are patterns and things in the Bible and numbers that have meaning in the Bible. And if we go there for the interpretation, then we will see patterns of these things. Like 17 means overcoming victory. And this is a pattern in the Bible The number three can mean resurrection and life because Christ was raised on the third day. But you see these patterns of things in the Bible. A number could also be directing you to a specific Bible verse. God has shown me specific numbers and they were literally a Bible verse that he wanted to speak to me through and that he was giving me a promise through. And actually, that is what 1111 meant in this instance. Now, mind you, there are a lot of 1111 verses in the Bible, and there are a number of good ones, too. So I didn't know what he was speaking, but one night I was on a live, and I just had to sit with him for a number of months. God, what are you saying through this? This is making me nervous, Lord. I know that this can have a negative connotation. What are you saying through this? Please speak to me. And one night I was on a live. My friend Shamel was doing prayer time and teaching. And she said, God just dropped this verse in my spirit tonight. And I knew it was what I needed to read to you and teach out of. 
and she says, it's John 11, 11. And she reads the verse and it is Jesus telling the disciples that their friend Lazarus has fallen asleep and now I will go and wake Lazarus up. Well, as soon as she read that verse, the Holy Spirit in me witnessed with it and I felt Holy Spirit chill bumps all over my body and I felt excitement come up and I knew that I knew that I knew that that's what God had been speaking to me about the entire time with the 1111. So sometimes you just have to keep seeking the Lord for an interpretation. Don't try to force it or push it. Wait for God to give you the interpretation and you can seek it out. You can seek it out in the Bible. I do go digging, but wait for the Holy Spirit to witness with it. If the Holy Spirit hasn't bared witness with it, if you don't feel that leap of excitement in your spirit, then I would hold off on making that the interpretation because it means that there's something more to be revealed and maybe that's not the exact right interpretation. So anyhow, I hope this has helped. I encourage you to start practicing this yourself on your own dreams. When you have visions, start asking God, God, what are you saying to me through this? What do you want me to know from this? What is it that you're speaking? What does this mean? And then listen and wait for him to answer. I bless you all this week. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful week. Happy interpreting. And I will talk to you next week. I'm burning to